Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It's beginning to feel a bit like Christmas around here already, the studio all decorated, and uh, wow, in fact, everybody, the dog's actually decorated today, I noticed, already, kind of early in the season, you're putting the lights on her. Later on today, Joey Volani will tell you how to make your pet smell like Christmas and the holidays. Is that correct? Am I am I reading this right? Because it just doesn't no, sound you're re- right. You're reading it. You're reading it right. You're reading it right. I like that That's idea. Amazing. It is That's amazing. How would you How would you like your dog to smell like Christmas? How would you? I would like my dog to smell like just about anything else, <laughs> but <laughs> anything Christmas. But dog. <laughs> no, but but dog exactly. <laughs> well, very exciting show. Just I'll tell you right now, we're going to find out about the brand new. Caverpushan. This is a new one Caverpushan, of these. Caverpushan, yeah. which is a new one of these designer, designer breeds. Yeah. It's supposed to have that everlasting puppy face. It looks like it never grows old. Really? Yes. Uh, it holds I, its youthful appearance, is what I understand. I bet breeders are selling those for a couple of grand. Probably. Them, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's on the way. I really don't really. Much for me all around. I never got I'm into the poo on, and the poodle thing. I'm working on my new hybrid dog. It's going to have a nose at both ends. It's going to be something else. Wow. That's a really good idea. What are you going to call it? Yeah. The coming, coming and going. going. <laughs> Did you ever use that excuse, Alan, my dog ate my homework? Did you ever use that? Uh, let's see. Let me think about that. Most kids no, do. I never I never used that excuse. You no, had to actually I, think about that. Really? My excuse was my parents ate my dog. That was it. My dog ate the homework, but then my parents ate my ate the dog. dog. So See, yeah. I didn't have dogs growing up. I had cats, so it didn't work as well. I could say the cat pooped on my homework. Well, this really happened to 13-year-old Peyton Moody down in Los Angeles. It actually took surgery to remove his homework from the stomach of Reggie, her yellow Labrador, because according to ABC News, the homework Reggie ate was the candy-covered volcano project held together with 50 straight pins. Oh. There you go. See? That, that pal, let that be a reminder to people that you cannot leave these items where a dog can get to them. Yes. Good thing it wasn't 51. Hey, did you guys see the story of that $16 million Powerball ticket that expired? Where, where did they win? <laughs> Don't tell me New Jersey. I'm trying to think. Uh, I forget what state it was wow. in, but I was like, wow, how do you buy a $16 million ticket and you don't even know you're a winner? Miss Stacy Cohn, what are you working on? Well, it looks like the FDA is just starting to test all the animal food. And, you know, we've had so many problems with the dog treats and the, and the salmonella and listeria. They've started to test raw pet food. I'll tell you what they found coming up on Animal Radio News. Don't sound good. No, it doesn't sound good. But, you know, the fact that they're actually testing and starting to put their hands on pet food, it's I love that. Thing. Good yes, thing, yes. Finally. finally. I agree. We're, we're all here, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, except for one big omission, Joy Turner. Animal communicator Joy Turner is in the hospital, and she's, oh. yeah, she's ill. and uh, She's seriously ill. The intensive care ICU. unit. Mm-hmm. What hospital is that? Wow. Yeah. What's wrong with her? She's at the Swedish hospital oh, in Seattle, man. and yeah. uh, it's kind of touch and go. So we. Oh my gosh. She's where she's in our prayers and our thoughts, and she needs lots of energy from everybody sent her way. And meanwhile, we're all here. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, Doctor Debbie, all here, toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. In fact, let's go to the phones now. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? Hey, pretty good. Uh, got a question for you. I have a 12-pound little, like a Morky mix dog, uh, and 
about uh, last Sunday, not the Sunday uh, this just passed, but uh, yesterday, but the week before that, uh, I noticed it started uh, throwing up uh, white uh, foamy substance with a little bit of yellow in there. And it looks like, uh, for instance, like a bubble bath. You make a bubble bath and uh, bubbles and stuff, uh, or soap, uh, just a bunch of foamy uh, material. And there's no food in there at all, just that uh, bubbles white and there's a little bit of yellow. And uh, the dog hasn't changed. Uh, it's still uh, eating good, and it's uh, got plenty of energy. Uh, the only thing, uh, about four times on different days, I noticed that uh, I see uh, some of that white uh, foamy stuff uh, I caught at the... So uh, I'm not sure if it uh, needs to go to the vet for sure or it's got some kind of a, just a stomach issue. Uh, maybe you can help me out on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, was having a little trouble hearing. How long has the vomiting been going? That's more than one day, right? Yeah, it's about a week, four times I've noticed uh, since last Sunday, not this Sunday, but yesterday, but the week before that. I started doing it like, uh, like every two days or whatever uh, mm-hmm. I'd noticed it. But just a foamy substance and then uh, no food coming out of there, just yellowish a little bit, and but mainly white, and uh, with a little tint of yellow, and uh, uh, nothing's okay. changed. I think, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but the dog uh, may have eaten some bird food, uh, you know, those bird food that you can buy that's all glued together, it's like, it looks like a bell, it's for birds, and they uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. pick on it, and they eat it. Uh, I found some of that in the house, the, the tail off the uh, line, and uh, they drug it into the house, and they may have eaten that, but I'm not 100% sure if they did it. He did or not. You know what I mean? Okay. And is the doggy eaten um, eaten regularly now, or do you have a good appetite? Yes, everything's the same. Uh, it, it's got plenty of energy. Uh, you can't tell the difference. Uh, <clears throat> nothing else has changed that I notice. It's uh, eating good and they're running around and playing and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, just the uh, foam issue. Uh, well, I definitely think any time we have vomiting that's occurring over a, a more lengthy period of time. Now, if you were just to say this vomiting happened once, one day, yeah. maybe the next, and it was over, you know, I might be more apt to dismiss it if everything else yeah. was going well and we're eating, we're running around, and the poops are normal. But, you know, over a week's period of time, if we still have kind of chronic intermittent vomiting, I, yeah, I, th- I think we need to take a look at it. And okay. there certainly are possibilities from anything from parasites to foreign bodies to, you know, infections, you name it. And, and it does, you know, have me a little concerned about some of those, uh, you know, those bird seed things that are kind of glued together and all of that. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. that can act like a mass effect, um, just like, you know, even like a nub of a rawhide bone or even like um, an yeah. edible bone. They can still cause um, digestive upset. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea to see the veterinarian. Yeah, I'll definitely go see the vet this afternoon. But have you ever seen that just the white, uh, uh, foamy, bubbly stuff before like that uh, in your experience? Yeah, the I mean, the white foam, definitely that can be just a, a kind of a combination of saliva, mucus, and then uh-huh. the yellow tends to kind of fall more in line with gastric acids, bile, yeah. that kind of thing. So if uh-huh. we've got a combination of those things, yeah, it doesn't necessarily narrow it down. Yeah, For me, yeah. it, what what does really become important is you've done a great job of describing that, and that is important as we think of things that could be or could not be. Yeah. So if uh-huh. I hear yellow, then I think, you know, that's really coming from the digestive tract because there are dogs that will cough or gag up foam and that's actually can come from their respiratory tract so it is oh, important to really describe that and and also to describe whether or not the pet is actively heaving and dry heaving before yeah. they bring up the stuff or if they just kind of go Bleh, and comes right out of yeah. their mouth okay sounds good uh thanks for your help i appreciate it okay
There are so many ways to get your questions answered here at Animal Radio, as about as many ways as there are to listen to Animal Radio. And in fact, one of the best ways is to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android, for your iPad. Any way you cut it for your mobile device, we have an app that you can not only listen to Animal Radio, but you can ask your questions and browse all of our resources. So head on over to the App Store. It's a free download. Well, let's head on over to Tony. Hey, Tony, where are you calling from? Los Angeles, California. What's going on? Well, I'm curious to know, um, uh, what is the normal temperature for a cat? Normal temperature would be 102, 101 to 102, maybe 103 at the high end. Because I got a temporal artery thermometer. Do you know what that is? Uh, forehead thermometer? You know those uh, thermometers that you scan across somebody's mm-hmm. head and it tells yeah. the temperature? Yeah. And I scanned it across the cat's head. And uh, it was 84, 85 degrees. Yeah, so you can't trust that. On animals? No, and the problem is, is that there's hair, fur, and different conductions in their skin, so um, we can't rely on that. Now, there, are, the most reliable temperature is actually the rectal temperature using a rectal thermometer. Right. There, um, we do, in veterinary medicine, sometimes we'll use um, an auricular or an ear uh, thermometer, and uh, that basically measures heat that reflects off of the um, eardrum. So that would be my second choice if I was checking a temperature. Um, and then the, the third but less favored would be under the armpit, um, which we do see a lot more variability when you do that just because, again, they, there's differences in their skin, their fur, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's best to do a rectal temperature if you're up for the, the challenge. Well, yeah, I was just curious what the temperature, uh, what their temperature was. And when I scanned them, uh, it was like 84, 85 degrees. And so I thought, no, it couldn't be. Uh, no. It can't be that low. <laughs> exactly. What's going on with your kitty? Is she having a problem? Oh, no, no. I just, uh, you know, every once in a while I uh, try something new on them and see if it'll work. It's like preventative maintenance. But they seem, yeah, right. Yeah. They seem to be healthy and happy. So, uh, But that's the only question I had. I thank you so much for your help. Hey, thanks for calling, Tony. We appreciate it. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405 or the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I think that's the first time in 13 years that we've ever had that question. Yeah, I thought it was a it's very a good, good question. It is yeah. a good question. I don't know if I want to learn the whole rectal thing. That's, I'll pass on that. <laughs> I just have that relationship. Right pet, it could be done easily at home with a little peanut butter distraction on one end and a little KY on the other. Just make sure you have the peanut butter on the right end. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to get those mixed up. No, yet. don't mix up your ends. Okay, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to Darlene Arden. Uh, she is a behavior animal behavior consultant, good friend of Animal Radio. In fact, I can go back to almost 13 years ago when she used to come on and, and talk with us. And she's going to be talking about the King Charles Spaniel Bichon Freeze mix, which is now called the Cavapuchon. You know how I feel about these mixes anyway. I, I always think it should go for a mutt. But I want to find out more, and we will in just a moment, right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. 
Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Why do so many people love using personalcreations.com for their holiday gift giving? We asked some of our best customers. I love shopping at Personal Creations because of the items that there are to choose from and how personal they can be to the person I'm buying them for. Personal Creations will expertly personalize any gift you choose. The extra special touches show the people you love how much you care. I love the gifts I found for my grandchildren. They run over to me saying, Grandma, Grandma. It brings them so much joy. To make your Christmas gifts as special and unique as the people you give them to, go to personalcreations.com. Personal Creations is actually like my shopping secret weapon. It's what I use as my go-to for every holiday. Right now, hundreds of gifts at personalcreations.com are up to 50% off and personalization is included. But hurry, this exclusive Cyber Week deal ends this Friday at midnight. The only way to get up to 50% off is to go to personalcreations.com, click on the star in the top right corner, and enter the secret code 0606. That's personalcreations.com, secret code 0606. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. I just can't wait for Joey Volani's segment this week, telling us how to make our pets smell like Christmas. That's fun, Yes. I'm hoping it's like a Christmas tree or some some cinnamony thing or something Ooh, like that. Could you imagine you could use cinnamon or or like uh, gingerbread? Oh, gingerbread, that's gingerbread. a good idea. Yeah, peppermint. <laughs> no, Christmas Ooh. for me smells a little different, unfortunately, uh, because of Uncle Ned. I explained oh, it before. He plus, he gets the food all over and everything. But hopefully, this is different. Joy Volani, just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let me go to the phone. Which one are we going to? Line seven. Yes. Okay. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. How are you guys doing today? Good. Where are you? I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, nice place. Well, you're on with Dr. Debbie. What do you got going on with you? Uh, well, my dog, Nitro, I found him as a stray at the drag strip. That's how I got his name. <laughs> but um, he is a Border Collie mix. And what my issue is with him, he's a spinner. And we don't know if it's because... He needs something to do at the house, you know, as far as the job goes, or if he's just got some kind of neurotic issues that we need to take care of. So when you say spinning, we're not talking he's not going to a biking class. He's actually, like, going in circles then. <laughs> I thought oh, it was he, like a one of the Motown spinners. Yeah, but okay, yeah, yeah, good. that's it. <laughs> no, um, actually, you know, he can do it on command. If I say the word go, it's, you know, he starts spinning. Sometimes it's a funny trick, but, you know, I don't know. Wow. You know, we're, we're trying to get him to stop. 
but yet, you know, we find it amusing too, so we don't. But on the other <laughs> hand, um, the hair dryer, the lawnmower, the weed blower, you know, the snap of my laptop closing sends him into circles. And it's not like he's chasing his tail. And um, I don't know if it's some kind of mental issue he's got because he's, you know, should have a working dog mm-hmm. or if it's just something else I need to look into. Yeah. And, you know, we do see a lot of different of, of the collie breeds that can have some of these almost obsessive spinning behaviors. And it's something that, yes, they will do very commonly as part of an anxiety kind of component. Now, there can be some weird medical things that can cause that. Um, so there's a remote possibility we could be dealing with something like um, a hydrocephalus or lead poisoning or some other type of brain disease that could cause that. But uh-huh. especially if it's a situational trigger that are things that are, you know, either upsetting to him or that make him react, um, then I would say very likely we would want to address the behavioral part of it. And you kind of hit upon one big thing is that, you know, with these guys that have some of these anxiety problems, I like to get them a job, <laughs> get them something right. to do. Physical activity. Another another thing we do, we've got an actual public dog park here in Chattanooga, and Mm -hmm. we'll take him down there, and if there's like a whole lot of dogs, you know, about 10 or 15, he runs the whole perimeter of the dog park until he gets them all within a five, maybe five or six foot radius circle, and he just keeps running around, making sure (laughs) nobody gets out of the back. So So he's hurting them. (laughs) That's exactly. I mean, so we know his job there, and also um, we've got him on Puppy Prozac. Mm. You do, okay. Yes. <laughs> and was that intended for this purpose, uh, for the circling? I do think so. Okay, so you're, you've already kind of worked with your veterinarian on this, and they prescribed that then? Yes, I mean, sometimes it calms him down, and, you know, sometimes he's just got to go, got to go, hyper-pursuit mode. It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'd say it's really important when we're using a behavioral medicine for some of these anxiety-driven problems that we also work on the behaviors. So if you're kind of uh, encouraging these behaviors, um, you know, giving him positive reinforcement in any way of, you know, talking to him, you know, laughing with him when he's doing it, that is actually counterproductive to that drug therapy. So it's right. really important that we stop that and that we focus on practicing calm behaviors. So kind of the basis always falls back to behavior training, and that would be practicing sit-stay downs and, and having him hold those positions for gradually longer periods of time because that's kind of a um, uh, practices the calm behavior, and it also gives him some duration. So he kind of focuses on something, and it's kind of like, a kid with ADD, you know, we've got to kind of keep his attention at you and what you're asking him to do and not how he wants to react to some of these other right. things. And then then when he's faced with um, that loud noise, um, you know, the laptop closing, whatever it might be, then we can practice those sit-down sit behaviors and try to direct his attention to that and not to his coping mechanism, which is the spinning kind of thing. So I would definitely work on that. And the Prozac, um, if you're using that, are you using that consistently? Yes, we give it to him um, in the afternoon when we give him his afternoon meal. And um, that way it keeps him calm through the night. And then he stays, you know, we put both our dogs in a crate while we're going to work during the day. Okay. So we've got him crate trained. I can tell him go get in his box. He knows exactly where to go. And Good. we've also we've also got another dog. She's a border collie Australian Shepherd mix, and she's well behaved. I mean, we got her the canine good citizen training as a pup, 
and Down syndrome being in training with her, so she's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And Nitro, the Border Collie, or the Shelfie mix, he's a good dog too, minus the fact with his spinning obsession. Well, I keep up with the you know the behavioral meds because I think that can really help. And in some pets, I'll also add in something else if they're faced with really bad situations, like if you know that there's going to be a lot of people around, things that might get him going. Um, I'll t- I'll touch him up with something like alprazolam, which is kind of in the Valium family, and we can use those for individual situations on top of the Prozac if necessary. Um, okay. Goal is to try to help him, not make him a drugged out dog. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think you're you're, you're got a lot of the the right ideas um just make sure the whole household is on game with that and um a lot of these spinners <laughs> as we call them we may not be able to cure them of that we may still have some of that residual spinning so there's a certain level that you kind of live with um and we just try to decrease their anxiety help them become more focused you know a more relaxed pet and uh, you know better family member there so Hope that's of some help for you there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop, all-natural clumping cat litter. Stop those nasty litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. You can learn more over at SweetScoop.com. That's S-W-H-E-A-T scoop.com like the wheat wheat sweet see how that works i get it and if you head on over to animal radio right now and hit the link on the front page you'll get a three dollar off coupon and try it out wow we're too darn good to you you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 this is jane lynch on animal radio please spay and neuter your animal spay or neuter let me say that again you don't want to do both Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I'm so fascinated right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together. You're awesome. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to PennyBackup.com. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. 
Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fidel Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Gun violence in the schools, a big problem. And some say school safety actually hinges on keeping guns or cameras or alarms in the classroom. Mark Gomer and Christy Schiller think specially trained dogs should take point in preventing violence in schools. Gomer has a for-profit company, and he sent a gun and drug-detecting dog to patrol the halls of an Ohio high school. Schiller is launching a nonprofit in Houston to give schools the trained canines for free. They say the programs are still in their infancy, so questions remain about the dogs that can distract or scare kids or even send them into sneezing fits, but they think that they can cultivate their ideas to help schools across the country stay safe. Now, if a school applies for and is chosen to get a dog, it comes fully trained and it's paid for. Buying and training a safety dog isn't cheap. It costs between $10,000 and $15,000. The dogs might be a distraction in the beginning, but they'll become part of what students expect to see when they go to school. There's so much that these dogs can do, and they're always coming up with new ideas. According to Ted Dallin, a Harris County, Texas constable deputy, he's on the Canines for Cops board of directors. He said, if I were going to pick a school to make trouble, it'd be one I knew didn't have a dog. Another school in the news, this one with a bear. An elementary school is going to be on the watch for more bears. One was cited. It prompted a lockdown. We asked Rachel Shockley of New Mexico Game and Fish, what do you do? We always recommend never running. A bear is a predator and it can chase and they are quite fast. So you want to back away and keep your eye on the bear. Make sure you're leaving areas the bear could exit from. Rachel says that there's been less bear activity this year than usual. Students at Alvarado Elementary weren't inconvenienced for too long as the school was only locked down for about 20 minutes before the bear took off. An 1,800-pound bison may seem like an odd choice for a pet, but one Canadian man says his bison is his best friend. In fact, Jim Sautner told CBC News Bailey Jr. is actually fairly low-maintenance companion. He said Bailey, who was named after his first pet bison, Bailey Sr., was even able to come into his old house to watch a little TV, get a drink of water. Wow, I wonder how much room he took up on the couch. Soutner says his bison generally behaves like a dog, but Bailey isn't allowed in his new house, although Soutner still calls him his best friend, adding, quote, he's my buffalo. (laughs) Roadkill might be on the menu for some needy families in Maine. The state's urging hunters to get involved with the Hunters for Hungry program. The program accepts game meat from bears, deer, and moose. They did this in Wyoming, too. Roadkill donations are also accepted, provided the meat isn't damaged. All the donated meat is processed by the Department of Agriculture, approved facilities, and it's passed on to food pantries, shelters, and households with a medical need. Mmm, I'm hungry. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. 
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug and Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewies.com. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. Didn't know I could play air guitar, did you? <laughs> Very good. It's Animal Radio, toll free, one 405 you can also ask your questions through the Animal Radio app. Yes, you heard right. The Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. In fact, we just got this email in from the Animal Radio app. My name is Alicia. I live in the UK and was mucking about with my phone <laughs> and somehow found your app and downloaded it. Now that's all I listen to. So over there in the UK listening. Wow. They're muckers over there. Muck, I don't know what yeah. that. Can we look that up? Yeah, I don't can know. We muckers. Mucks. Yeah. We're stupers over here. We get into stupers. They muck. But hey, they're listening. That's all that matters. We are in the holiday spirit here. In just a few minutes, Joey Volani will tell you how to make your pet smell like Christmas. What is that? Is that like uh, old leftovers, relatives that stink, or, or what? Pine trees? What is that? Well, what are we looking for exactly? There? That's, um. you know what? We're going to make them smell festive. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to give up my um, my tip just yet, Hal. Okay. They'll smell very festive for the holidays. Okay? Not like old relatives or, or food products. I promise. Okay. My holidays usually Uncle Lenny. And he sits next to me, and he's usually throwing his food. He spits all over. That's wonderful. I think every family has one. One of those. Great new book came across my desk. And I love books with lots of pictures, as you know. <laughs> this is a manual that tells you it's called the best dog tricks on the planet. You know, we get a lot of books here. Yes, we do. And some of them are kind of complex, hard to understand. This is with the pictures and the step-by-step instructions. I'll hold it up to the microphone so you can see this picture right here. We have the author, Babette Haggerty, joining us. Hi, Babette. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? Good. Now, you're a celebrity trainer. You've trained uh, Jack Nicholas's Golden Retriever to bark the number of his major tournament wins on command. 
Yes, I did. Jimmy Buffett's dog learned how to dance on Margarita oh, you... uh, to Margaritaville. Wow. Oh, cool. Wow. Awesome. What about Kurt Gowdy? We had a Rottweiler that we actually taught it the sounds of Go Reds. Go Reds. Oh, my go gosh. Go Reds. And I'm actually training uh, the grand dog right now of Bob Marley. Really? So we're teaching him to dance to some Bob Marley tunes. That's cool. It is. <laughs> so tell us about your dogs and, and how did you start this? Well, I have been around it my whole entire life, and not just because, you know, like like most people in America, or I hope most people in America grow up with a family dog, but my dad actually pioneered the field of dog training. So I grew up in a dog training kennel. We were constantly training dogs, taking care of dogs, showing dogs, etc. I actually helped my dad write the first book called Dog Tricks on that particular topic, and I helped him with a few others down the road. So growing up around it, and then I started training dogs on my own when I lived in Florida, and built a large dog training school in Palm Beach County. Wow. And I since have come back, quote, home to New York City and New Jersey area, where I'm now training everyday families to have once-in-a-lifetime pets. The tricks have always been fun because it teaches your dog to be useful, fun, entertaining, you know, useful in the sense of I'm always losing my cell phone. And instead of trying to, you know, find another phone to call my cell phone, uh -huh. I just send the dog to find my cell phone. That's cool. Oh, That's really cool. Wow. <laughs> How do we teach that to our dog? You have to start at the basics. <laughs> and everybody loves the basic of, you know, the, the dog shaking, the dog offering its paw in command, sure. roll over, play dead, crawl. You know, to be entertaining, you know, the, the trick that I taught Jack Nicholas's dog to speak the right number of major tournament wins starts with a simple command of bark, you know, speak on command. It's not just getting the dog to speak on command, but it's also teaching the dog to bark the right number of times when you ask it a question like, what's two plus two? What's the square root of nine? That makes it a lot more fun. That makes it entertaining. Yeah. So it's also the spin you put on it. You take a very simple trick and you turn it into an entertaining trick. Are yeah. all dogs able to do these, or are there some dogs that are predisposed to being just real smart? You know what? Every dog can be taught tricks. Some breeds excel a little bit more quickly than others. Some breeds will do better at it than others. For example, you know, golden retrievers will crawl instinctively. So teaching a golden retriever to crawl Mm -hmm. is a little bit easier than teaching a bull mastiff to crawl. <laughs> They're a little bit more slow-moving. <laughs> they take their time about things. But it's a great breed to teach them to drag a bag of leaves when you're cleaning up the fall leaves. Ooh. Does the book, uh, it includes the basics, I'm sure, the, you know, the, uh, the uh, fetch commands and the catch, the things that dogs should know. But what would you say is the weirdest thing in your book, the weirdest or most unique stunt or trick that you're going to train people to do? Or the dogs to do? Um, I'll, I'll probably driving a car. Yeah. Or walking another dog. Or <laughs> even more fun, maybe not the strangest, but dogs jumping over one another or walking underneath one another. What about dogs carrying an egg? I can just see the practice for that. You probably go through quite a few dozen carrying eggs. Carrying an egg? Yeah, wow. I would do it outside. I, I can't even do that. No, the secret it. is you start with hard-boiled eggs. Oh. <laughs> there you go. See, we wouldn't have thought of that. Well, so now you say this driving the car thing. I don't just want to go back to this driving the car thing. It's in the book, right? That's in the book. And it's not a real car, but it's sure. driving, you know, a pretend car. You know, a kitty car. And that makes it a lot of fun for the kids. But it's also, you know, not just driving a car, but pushing a stroller, pushing a carriage, pushing a shopping cart, teaching a dog to play basketball, teaching a dog to bowl with kids, a child's bowling set. Can somebody with an older dog learn these tricks? 
Absolutely. The oldest dog I ever trained was nine years old. It was a beagle. I'll tell you, there's a lot of things in here I'd love to see Ladybug do. You know, Ladybug, she is very intelligent. I took one of those little kids pull toy with a string, and I put a knot on the end of it, and now she grabs the knot, and she pulls the toy around the house. Oh, that's awesome. And it's it's one of those little dogs that the ears flap and everything, and it just barks as she pulls it. So That's fantastic. What kind of dog is Ladybug? She's a Jack Russell miniature pincher. She's about nine pounds, so I can't do the big tricks, but she can do... You'd be surprised at the tricks she can do. There's one trick in there where I have a Jack Russell sitting high on my back. Uh-huh. And what we also did, although it wasn't put into the book, we're going to put it in the next book, is where she jumps up onto my shoulders, uh-huh. stands on my head, spins around on my head. Wow. Now, see, Lady a lot Buck, of fun. Lady and Buck you can't jumps. do that with a big dog. No. Every time I bend down to clean <laughs> litters or something, whenever I'm bending down, I, she jumps on my back automatically. Wow. Well, you know what? If she's good at retrieving, why don't you teach her to bring in the dustpan? <laughs> or clean the litters. Just clean, the clean the litters. The litters there you go. What bring you the, the litter scoop. Yeah. Well, this is a great book, and usually we How fun. usually we have 10 copies of these books to give away, but it is in such big demand, such a good book, the best dog tricks on the planet. I have four copies right now. At no, we eight. have three, Hal. Yeah. I'm key. Uh, that's Ladybugs. We have three copies at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to your bookstore or Amazon and look for the best dog tricks on the planet. Babette Haggerty, celebrity dog trainer. You're a really simple, I mean, you're a really sweet, fun lady. What is the one thing that you wish people would think about? before they actually go out to get a dog for their families? To buy the right dog for them, not the cutest dog that's down the street. They need to research the different types of dogs that are out there. And they also need to consider their local shelter because 99% of the dogs that are in shelters are dogs that have just not been trained properly. No one took the time to take the dog for training. Look at shelters as an excellent alternative to get a pet and to get the right dog for their family. Here, here. Gosh, I, I love you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. You're welcome. Yeah, you don't need the new Kava Pushan. You don't need the Kava Pushan? You don't need that. You just get a mutt at the shelter. They're so smart. Ladybug's a mutt. Oh, you they're might... great dogs. They are healthy. They're good. They're smart. So I encourage you to head on down there and save an animal this holiday season. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate oh, it, Babette. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. We'll head back to the phones next. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer, Alan Cable or dog father Joey Volani. All right, it's Vinnie Penn coming at you with another party animal segment on Animal Radio. Uh, I got to tell you something. I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, so I'm not going to mention any names, but. The other day I was over a friend of mine's house who's got this great dog, and I was there for a while, and I noticed that the house was very quiet. Uh, and I, I noticed something was off. Let me just put it that way. It was about three degrees out. So finally, after being there for about 20 minutes, it, it dawned on me. I'm like, hey, the dog, man. You know, where's your dog? And he's like, oh, he's outside. He was driving me crazy. Just put the dog outside. And I couldn't believe it. I said, dude, it's like three degrees out. I mean, we're breaking records here. I mean, you're looking at the map on Good Morning America. It's a sh- the whole country, the whole right side of the map, a, a, a shade of blue I've never seen before. You're putting your dog outside, and he points to the doghouse. And I know that, you know, dogs stayed out back in the old days, like a little house on the prairie and whatnot. But, but this doghouse was like a HUD doghouse. I mean, it was condemned. Seriously. There was like police tape around it. Uh, and thanks to me, I got the dog back in the house. 
And then we just got off into some tangent where he's complaining about his marriage and this and that. And, oh, my wife, you know, we haven't been getting along. You know, we haven't been intimate in months. The dog's always running the room, this and that. You know, I can't take it anymore. I want to have some set. And I'm thinking, well, good. Part of you is blue, too. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Let's talk about litter box training. The first step in successful house training your cat is making sure you have the right equipment. There's a lot of choices regarding litter, and some cats like certain kinds over others. Go with the unscented litter because some cats or kittens really don't like the scented litter. If you have cats at home and you're bringing in a new cat, make sure you provide an additional box for each new cat. Now, the placement of the box is really important because it needs to be in a relatively quiet area of the house with minimal traffic. But you want to make sure that that box is easily accessible and not too difficult for your cat or kitten to find. Now, if you have a kitten and you're trying to train it, what you want to do when you see it stop playing and it's starting to sniff around, then just gently carry it to the litter box. Also, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, just simply gently pick your kitten into the litter box. So if they have to go, they'll use the box. Most cats, they just need to know where the litter box is. They like it to be clean. The other thing is you've got to make sure you have enough litter in there. You should have about two to three inches in the box so that they can kind of dig around in there. I'm going to tell you the number one reason why cats aren't using the box is because it's too dirty. So you really want to keep that box clean. That means cleaning it at least once a day. So let's go over these tips. Clean the box daily. Keep fresh litter in it at all times, two to three inches. Wash out the litter pan weekly. And try to really prevent anything unpleasant from happening near the box. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet Scoop clumping litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take weight. Give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You've got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. On the way, in just a few minutes, you'll find out how to make your pets smell like Christmas. Because that's right, Joey Volani says we're going to learn that. Never heard that before. Sounds kind of crazy to me, but whatever Joey wants to talk about, you know, he's the man. Got to let him do it. <laughs> Don't you forget it, okay? On the show today, we're going to talk to a guy who has a brand new app to help your dog lose weight called Slim Doggy. It's a, uh, is it a free app? I think it's a free app, and then there's a, there's a two ninety nine downloadable. Yeah, there's an upgrade We'll one. find out more in just a yeah. few minutes. Maybe we'll even have one or two to give away. Hell of a show. I might even stick around, although maybe I won't. Well, I think he got into the eggnog. I think that's what's happened. Hey, Stace, what are you working on? How far would you go for your obsession? There's one guy that is so obsessed with being a dog. He even eats dog food. Oh, yeah. And not just the dry stuff. I mean, maybe you could stomach the dry stuff, but he'll eat the canned stuff, too. I'll tell you all oh, about God. him coming up on Animal Radio News. See, see, there, there, now, but why? Who knows how to live. The guy. Have you heard about this guy? Did you see the Nat Geo show? On There's a whole half hour, actually a one hour show on this guy 
a boomer. He thinks he's a dog. Then they took my show off. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is think you're a dog and you become famous and wealthy now. It's a wonderful world. What else does he do? Will he sniff my butt? <laughs> hey, Tyson, how are you doing? Alan, how are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. What's going on? I had a question. Uh, after listening for the first time this morning, coming from Palm Springs into Los Angeles, uh, aside from enjoying the show, I, I was wondering about a question I had about dogs and a rumor that has swirled about dogs really don't have any comprehension of, of time. When you're gone 10 minutes, it seems like six months. I wanted to know, first of all, if that was true. Second of all, if it is true, um, is there any way that you could uh, assist your dog if it's, you know, if it gets to be kind of bad, you know, they tear up the house or whatnot? But I'll tell you, it sure is pleasurable, man, when they, you know, when your dog is so excited to see you day after day, mm -hmm. uh, multiple times a day. It, it's great. But I was just wondering if that's true or not and how we can help. Well, Hal has no concept of time. We all know that. But uh, <laughs> it, there's been a lot of research done on dogs and time. And yeah, dogs do have a concept of time. It's not the same as humans' concept of time because humans have artificial means to measure time, like hours and minutes and days. And humans also use episodes to travel through time with their memories. Uh, for instance, they'll remember things like a wedding day, and they'll remember the people that were there, and they'll remember how happy they were and what kind of weather there was and things like that. Or if something, excuse me, I'm going to cough. Hal hates that. Yeah. <coughs> but, but dogs definitely, uh, a lot of research done, and dogs do have a concept of time as far as how much has passed. And uh, they've done experiments where they'll leave a dog alone for uh, 30 minutes, and the owner comes home, and he's mildly excited to see you. And then, you know, four hours later, the dog is even more intensely excited to see you. So they do know how much time has passed, or, for instance, how much food is in their bowl and how long it's been empty. But, you know, their stomach growling will tell them that, too. So if you're leaving a dog alone a lot, the best thing you can do for that dog, does your dog have anxiety when you leave? No, she's, she's a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, terrier pit bull, mo mostly terrier, and uh, cool. she's a little bundle of joy, but my mom opens up the blinds uh, by the window by the garage, and she'll go and she'll wait patiently. She doesn't have much anxiety, but uh, some dogs do. And um, well, the, best, the best thing you can do for a dog, any dog, is to, especially a dog that's left alone all day if there's no anxiety, is to make sure you give that dog like 40 minutes of your time to exercise and play. If you can do that, you know, you get home, don't do it right when you get home because then that'll be a trigger for excitement. You get home, just run of the mill, do what you do. About a half hour into it, you don't say anything. You take the dog out for a nice, long, brisk walk or play fetch with the dog or let the dog run around the yard and throw toys and chase the dog until the dog is exhausted. That is the single most important thing you can do for a dog. Dogs are like athletes. People don't realize dogs are like trained Olympians. I mean, they're, they're born to run and, and, and play, and, and, and they've got to do that to be happy and to, and to tire themselves out and to get their energy out. And that's how they get their energy out. And so yeah, since like, they can't, they can't like, go to the 20th. Go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, my bad. Um, I just wanted to get this in there. You know, like with cats, with felines, I understand the personalities are way different. But on the comprehension of time and you leaving, I mean, you know, we've had cats where they look at you when you come in the door and they could, they look like they could almost care less if you came home or not, even though they, 
they do love you, but you know what I mean? It's like the two. <laughs> well, dogs are, dogs are pack animals, so that, you know, when, when a member of the, you know, in the dog world, if you were like living with dogs, if we were all dogs, uh, a dog never leaves the pack without permission. The, the, the alpha dog, the leader says, okay, you can go out and investigate, see if there's any food out there. But mostly they spend the, every minute together as a pack. So it's very stressful for a dog when, when a human leaves. Unless that human is a firm leader, because then the dog knows, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. You know, he's coming back. So, you know, play with your dog. If your dog has anxiety, uh, try putting your dog in a small room. Leave a blanket with your scent on it. Leave some toys, stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, having uh, the run of the house for a dog can be stressful in itself. Believe it or not. So having a small confined space like a crate or a small room that's, you know, that's his will make him feel comfortable. That's why dogs are always under coffee tables and they're always under things because they love small and closed spaces. That's basically it. They, they do, but researchers believe they do have a concept of how much time has passed. Now, what about, um, my father passed away in April and, um, I had gotten the dog, the puppy to replace our, our beloved lady, a golden lab. Um, a retriever, I'm sorry. But the dog, Haley, the new one, and my dad were like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. And, you know, I mean, they were just one together constantly. When my dad passed, does the dog, I don't know if she, if she actually knows. Does she know or? Dogs know when things die if it happens right in front of them and they actually get sad about it. But, you know, with humans, they, humans don't usually die right or pass away right in front of their dogs. So basically, you know, the, the pack leader has left never to return. Now, that's okay That's okay because you're the new pack and your dog will adjust fine, you know, and have uh, probably have memories of, of the past, remember certain things. You know, dogs certainly can remember what happened yesterday, some of it. Yeah, that's so a good memory. Yeah, well, we don't know how far they remember back, but... Yeah, they do know when something dies. Like when a member of a like to recognize people like you know that they've only seen maybe once or twice, you know. Well, they do that on the basis of scent. Their sense of smell is un is unbelievable. It's 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 amazing, and you know everything and everyone smells differently. So after a dog smells a person a couple of times, he he can recognize that person years later by the scent. Uh, well, thanks, Al. I mean, uh, I love the show. I love the station. I'm going to continue to listen, and I really appreciate you guys taking my questions. Well, thanks for calling. I love when you call. <laughs> right on. Thanks. Take care of yourself, Tyson. You too. Yeah. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. Ask him, if I can, ask, him, ask him if I can come over his house and be fed off the table later. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, most of the Dream Team is here. Joey Villani is going to tell you how to make your pet smell like Christmas this hour right here on Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie just rushed in. She, uh, I got to tell you, you're the only one of the dream team that actually can be called away for an emergency. <laughs> and uh, you were, uh, you had a lot of emergencies this morning, frankly, is why you're late, right? Yeah, a lot of vomiting dogs, dogs limping, uh, sick cats, just really everything. It just seems some days there's just bad karma, sick pets. <laughs> well, it's that time of the year for you, too, where you see all the animals that have uh, ingested too much. The pancreatitis kicks in, people feeding the fat parts of the turkey or the, the dark meat, all that crap. Yes, or they get into some you know presents, holiday goodies, you name it. Um, so, yeah, we've seen all ornaments removed, you name it. Oh, okay, well, please keep... keep <laughs> 
ornaments removed. Well, yeah, in the middle of the night, you'll come in, oh, the, no. the the little thing on the top might be gone. It the might star be is the gone. star's gone, and then you'll notice <laughs> that the cat oh, has, gosh. yeah. it's. Yeah. Well, you know, think of all the different types of things. People put, like, little um, cookies, like little ornaments made out of cookies or popcorn strings, things that are edible, and dogs are going to get into them. Mm, and in just a couple of minutes, I'll tell you about a yellow Labrador, and it's always a Labrador that ate <laughs> a candy-covered volcano. That was done by was uh, some kid's homework. Dog actually ate his homework, and that's up in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. We're also going to talk to Darlene Arden, our good friend from, uh, wow, really the beginning of Animal Radio. Yes, yeah, she's been with she, us for years. She's a behaviorist, and she's going to tell us about the new Kava Puchon. It's another one of these designer breeds that uh, you can get for about $3,500, and it's supposed to look eternally young. Have you ever heard of this? Well, I, I think they probably look puppy-like in that sense, that they mm-hmm. have that kind of fluffy, cute puppy face. Well, they say they can live 20 years, and we'll find out in just a few minutes. We'll talk to Darlene about that right here on Animal Radio. Stacy, working hard in the newsroom, as she always does. What are you working on? People have some weird pets. I mean, I'm I'm an animal lover, but would you really want to bring a bison into your house to watch TV with you? (laughs) I'd be like, where does he sit? There's a guy, a Canadian, who uh, has a bison as his BFF. I'll tell you about it coming up. On Animal Radio News. I think that's the guy we interviewed a few Jim, years back, yeah, Jim, Jim Sautner. Yeah, him yes. and his wife, right? Yeah. What do you mean, where does, it, a... where does he sit? He sits wherever he wants to. Damn straight. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him where to sit. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in the house, and if he gets rowdy, they, they put him back outside. This is actually the second one. It's not Jim Sautner's right. first buffalo. Bailey passed away the first one. God rest yes. his soul. Bailey. Yes. Can we just take a moment yes. for Bailey? Yes. Take a moment. Take a moment. Thank you. Okay. Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 It's up to you now. You know, Bailey was best friends with that bull in the china shop, Best Buds. For Dr. Debbie, we have Billy on the phone. Hi, Billy. Hi. How are Hi, you? How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling regarding two uh, little teacup chihuahuas that I adopted back in June. Uh, they got all the vaccinations, and I noticed now they have a spot on uh, each of their hind legs, exact same spot, and it's bald with no hair. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm really concerned. My vet says it looks like it's a reaction from the vaccination. I don't believe they've had any shots. They were in pretty poor condition. And um, I just want some reassurance, hoping that, you know, is this common or mm-hmm. will the hair grow it- back? Are they going to turn completely bald or... Yeah, yeah, and Billy, I would have to tell you, I, I don't often say this, but being from Vegas, you know, I will say I will bet my money on this. Okay. <laughs> that- that I will agree with your veterinarian that what you're describing certainly sounds like a localized vaccine reaction, and it's for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when we give vaccinations in dogs, the protocol for most veterinary offices is we keep track of where those are given, and we try to give mm-hmm. them in a standardized location. Mm-hmm. And the right rear leg is kind of the unofficial location of where we give the rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And um, I do find that some of the short hair dogs, uh, so mm-hmm. chihuahuas being one of those, um, sometimes mm-hmm. pit bulls, um, min pins, things like that, um, they sometimes have um, a more notable vaccine reaction in this area. And maybe it's because their hair is really thin and we notice it and they're not a real furry dog. Right. Um, but it, it is a what we term a localized vaccine reaction. And it's usually doesn't appear necessarily right away after a vaccine. It can happen weeks. Yeah. I've even seen it months later. 
ventilator. So some dogs will have a little lump right at the site where the injection's given, and that's not unusual. That's pretty typical. And what happens after any vaccine is the body forms an immune reaction to it, and that's normal. But Mm. there are some pets where there's they just go awry and something either in the vaccine or within their own body just doesn't sit well with it. And they'll Mm -hmm. develop um, sometimes a little redness, hair loss, Mm -hmm. and then eventually it's just kind of smooth and there's just it looks quiet. There's nothing going on there. Right. Exactly. So That's exactly how it looks. And they do uh-huh. have, um, like I said, there's a little scar tissue. She can fill it underneath the skin. Yeah. Yeah. And, so it, yeah. it is just cosmetic at this point. So it really is nothing at this point that um, is going to pose a risk to them. But um, okay. so the hair is not going to grow back. And uh, I have had an occasional client that asks me to do a little what we call a scar revision um, if they're bothered by the aesthetics of it. And we can just, mm-hmm. you know, treat it like a tumor and remove that area of skin. But really, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. So, oh, okay. Okay, so, well, yeah. I just wanted to make sure they weren't going to go completely bald. <laughs> no, no. You know, but they will... seem happy. You know, their activity is the same. It's just, you know, one, right away, I noticed, you know, thin uh, hair. The hair was very thin. And then a month or so later, the other dog, that's when I really was concerned. I thought maybe they have uh, ringworm something. Mm-hmm. And they've had tests, blood work, fence scrapings, everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to be certain that it's not mice or some, something else. Exactly. And, and there are sometimes, I, I do feel that we see this sometimes um, between a dog and maybe particular vaccines, different brands of vaccines, we might see it more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the almost 20 years I've been practicing, I wouldn't say in the past mm-hmm. years, um, I saw more of this than I do now. And we've kind of modified what companies and what brands we use. And, and I'm very comfortable where we're at right now. But um, if we knew what vaccine they had and what brand or manufacturer, we might try to avoid that because mm-hmm. it would be the potential that this could happen again. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. And it might be well worth it if your veterinarian offers you different options, either a recombinant vaccine, vaccine which is kind of a, um, a little bit more advanced type vaccine, um, mm-hmm. or some other types that, uh, you know, it might be a better choice for your baby so this doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I feel so much better. Well, good. I didn't give those babies a good pat on the head for us. I will. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405, toll-free to the Dream Team. Uh, Dr. Debbie's books, check them out. If you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, this is the official owner's manual. As I've just declared it, the official owner's manual. How to be your dog's best friend. Links over at the Animal Radio website. 1-866-405-8405 1-866-405-8405 to check in with the Dream Team, the entire Dream Team, except minus Joy Turner. She is in ICU at uh, Swedish Hospital in Seattle. I, I don't know. I, I, I've heard that we're not supposed to send her flowers, but uh, I just want to tell people that she's out right now, and, and hopefully she'll be back uh, very soon. Stacy Cohn is here with us. She's working hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on? Well, with all the gun violence going on, there's been talk about teachers packing heat carrying some guns in the classroom. Not everybody feels very comfortable with that. And there's a couple people that have got some new ideas. And one of those ideas are bring a dog to school. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. You know, I was just going to suggest that. I swear I was. You always come up with these great ideas like just after the race. Yes. You know, you know how you you brought me down, man. You brought me down. Well, you're striving for greatness and just missing. But we love you, man. And if you want to talk to Alan Cable or to Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Volonomy, Joey Volonomy, Volonomy. I've just changed his name. <laughs> he just changed his name. Beauty. Name. A, a sandwich. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five.
Why do so many people love using personalcreations.com for their holiday gift giving? We asked some of our best customers. I love shopping at Personal Creations because of the items that there are to choose from and how personal they can be to the person I'm buying them for. Personal Creations will expertly personalize any gift you choose. The extra special touches show the people you love how much you care. I love the gifts I found for my grandchildren. They run over to me saying, Grandma, Grandma. It brings them so much joy. To make your Christmas gifts as special and unique as the people you give them to, go to personalcreations.com. Personal Creations is actually like my shopping secret weapon. It's what I use as my go-to for every holiday. Right now, hundreds of gifts at personalcreations.com are up to 50% off and personalization is included. But hurry, this exclusive Cyber Week deal ends this Friday at midnight. The only way to get up to 50% off is to go to personalcreations.com, click on the star in the top right corner, and enter the secret code 0606. That's personalcreations.com, secret code 0606. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, one 645 my tv The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call one 645 my tv Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1 855 645 MyTV. 1 855 645 MyTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1 855 645 MyTV. TV 1855645 my TV Wow Judy you are quite the dancer I that music gets me going unaware that you had moves like that ah uh, you'd be surprised I'm not sure you want to see my moves mm, uh, now I'm gonna pass. <laughs> How about you, Dr. Debbie? You want to see my moves? I, I could use a good entertainment right now. <laughs> yeah, we need a good laugh. Listen, I want to bring back to the airwaves Darlene Arden, good friend of Animal Radio. Hi, Darlene. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. I'm just fine, thanks. How are you? Good. We're Skyping with you, and you are in uh, New York City? Where are you? New York? No, I'm in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I'm freezing in Massachusetts. Freezing. you got the cold weather going on there, huh? Oh, yeah. We've got the wind chills down from Canada. They did us no favors. It's like nine degrees here with the wind chills. I think that's a hazard because of where you live, though. You yeah. Can we come on out here out anytime. we got plenty of room here. Go west, young lady. Go west. There's no real pride anymore in saying I made it through another blizzard. I drove through the first ice storm. Listen, I, I looking at the paper today, and I see an article about this new Cava Pouchon, which is, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, it's a King Charles Spaniel, a Bichon. Frise. A Frise, and a miniature poodle all mixed together, right? Yes, it is. What is the combination that's so unique about this that they're talking about? Actually, nothing. It's just another expensive mutt. The only thing they've done that's different <laughs> is bring in a geneticist and someone else. However... Going back to their original stock, which probably goes back a dozen years, who in their right mind, what responsible breeder, knowing what they were doing, unless they didn't tell what they were going to do, would have sold them a really good, healthy Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, Bichon Frise, and Miniature Poodle. Now, all of these breeds have health problems. They do. 
Okay. And nothing is good. Everything that breeds has a health problem. Let's face it. We all have genetic problems. But you look at the Cavalier, and it's really hard to get one that doesn't have cardiac issues. Poodles have skin problems and other problems. And, of course, the Bichon has its own issues. Every breed has issues. You put it together, and you're tripled up on the chance of the health issues. Oh, wow. Now, they're talking about it being hypoallergenic. Well, there's no such thing as hypoallergenic. You have Amen. fewer problems with dogs. It's You know, it comes from the dander. You have fewer problems with dogs with hair instead of fur. But guess what? The Cavalier has fur, not hair. Well, they're talking about this having the uh, youthful look, like looking like a puppy for 20 years and living to 20 years. How can they prove it won't get cancer or some other disease over which they have no control whatsoever? We'd love all dogs to live to 20 years, and in the past, some breeds have. And that's wonderful, but that's gravy. The smaller the dog we know, the longer they live. I really have a problem with any kind of marketing where they're trying to advocate that, oh, this pet is going to live to 20. Because as a veterinarian, I can say, yes, I've seen some dogs live till 20, 20 plus. But I think that is a very deceptive marketing. Um, and we would, like you said, we'd all be happy with that. But let's not push that as the reason to get this breed. Yeah. You get this breed because if you got three grand, you want to blow on a <laughs> hybrid breed. And you want to feel special about it. Now, I got Boss. Boss is a Yorkie poo shit. And, you know, he was free. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Shapuki. Well, uh, you don't have to spend a bloody fortune. All I can say is, Barnum said it best, there's a sucker born every minute. Ah. So don't get suckered in. It's a marketing term. Repeat after me. Marketing, marketing term. term. Okay, there you go. Uh, wise advice from the experts here. Darlene Arden, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there a website we should check out? You can check out DarleneArden.com and lots of articles there. It will also take you over to my blog, Perpetually Speaking. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Twitter as Pet Expert, P-E-T-X-P-E-R-T. I'm kind of all over social you, networking. You really do get around, don't you? You can probably teach me a little something about that social networking. Love social networking. I've met more wonderful people, and I have a group on Facebook that's set up to help. I have experts come in for a week at a time to discuss dogs or cats or horses or parrots and give really good information. Well, I appreciate your time today and your good information. We'll link to it over at AnimalRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Darlene Arden. We're going to head back to the phones, one 405 8405 toll free. Let's take one for uh, Dr. Debbie right now. How's that sound? We have Maureen on the phone. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi. Hey, what's going on today? Well, I have a Border Collie Shep mix that was playing with another dog. And she was in the down position with all four paws on the, on the ground. And this dog came and leaped at her. And she, that dog physically rolled my dog over. And wow. ever since then, my dog is having a problem going down the first two steps in my house. Okay. How long ago did this injury happen? Um, I would say probably about, I would say sometime in the latter part of August. Oh, quite some time then. Okay. So, and is she improving at all, or is she still having the same difficulties? Well, when she goes to take those first two steps, she puts both feet on the top step. Then she puts okay. both feet on the second step. And I'm giving her a product um, that has glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSM 
NSM, and I'm giving her three pills in the morning and two at night, and that and that's pretty pretty strong of, of a pill, and it seems like that helps her. I can't imagine that something is broken because if it was broken, she wouldn't be playing with my other dog, who's only two. So she is playing at other times. Then. Oh, she does play like you cannot imagine. Absolutely, <laughs> but I just it, don't know what that would be because of just the two steps. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Sure. Now, is she doing other things? I mean, does she play ball or, you know, fetch things? Uh, how's her other activities? She has never fetched a ball. <laughs> it can't convince her that that's worthwhile, huh? That's correct. <laughs> but, but we walk every single day. Okay. She has no problem walking. She has no problem sitting, no problem laying, no problem squatting when she has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She has trouble on those steps. And, and okay. I look at a pause. It- not that. Okay. So, you know, there's definitely some things beyond just getting a, a fracture or an injury that, that can cause some chronic pain, whether that was maybe there beforehand or just this kind of snowplow kind of injury just really brought this out. And the things we think about in the front legs would be related to the spine, um, so specifically to the discs along the spine. And we can see in all sorts of breeds of dog degeneration within the little spongy discs that help to cushion the vertebrae. Um, that can be kind of a slow process in some dogs. And in other pets, it can be something very suddenly. Um, and many people are aware of things like dachshunds and how they have special needs with their back and they can be injured very easily. We can see the same problem in the neck area where we can have some pinching of the spinal nerves or of the actual spinal cord by these discs. So that would be something that that kind of pain can be very intense as anyone with a back problem can attest. So that can be very limiting to activity. Some of the other things that I think of, and my own little girl is, um, uh, you know, definitely a, a one who suffers with this, is shoulder disease. So we can get arthritis in the shoulders and in the elbows, just like we can have them anywhere else. Definitely a traumatic injury to those areas could really worsen those and make those much harder for a pet to deal with. So if you're seeing that limited activity when she's going down on stairs or, you know, even jumping off of furniture or what have you, those are the things I'd look at. Now, the question would be, okay, what do we do? Depends on you. Um, and depends on how um, limiting this is to her activity and how much you want to do. I personally like to get x-rays of the neck and, if possible, into the shoulder and the elbow area just to know what we're up against. And that gives you a degree of knowing how realistic to expect her improvement and what kind of different methods you might have to treat things. Okay. But we might look at things like, you know, beyond glucosamine. Glucosamine is great. It's good for low-level pain, but it's not a wonder drug. It's not going to take away that degree of spinal pain if we've got a pinched nerve coming off there. So that's going to really require a little bit more effort with uh, things like uh, tramadol or maybe a non-steroidal pain reliever. And um, some pets, even acupuncture can be a wonderful adjunct to some of these other therapies to really help um, keep them moving and relieve some of that pain with some of these more ongoing conditions. So I think we've got a lot of of options there that we can pursue. So what, what are your thoughts? Let me just mention one more thing to you. I took her to a um, a vet who did work on her neck. But when she walks down these steps, it looks to me like it's in the back part of her, like it, like near her her hindquarters. Mm. I'm getting the impression it's it's not at the front. I'm getting the impression okay. because what she's doing is you can see a, a very distinct wobble. 
which she never had before. Mm-hmm. We really need to figure out what area of the body is the problem in a, in a good physical exam. And it's, it's kind of hard over the phone to isolate sure. this and talk about what this could be. But if we feel that the back end is more of a problem, absolutely. We can talk about hip problems, lower spine problems, knee injuries. So I think we really need to, to make sure we do get a thorough orthopedic exam maybe some x-rays and find out, you know, talk to your veterinarian. What are we focused on? What are our long-term expectations? And then, yes, something like either chiropractic or acupuncture could be added into the mix of things. But I would really be hesitant. It's kind of like my husband wanted to go to physical therapy um, and he didn't have a diagnosis. <laughs> so he had to go to the doctor and they said, yeah, you got some lower back pain. So this is what we think is going on. Then they could effectively formulate a, a therapy plan for him before we made that step. They just, it, it just you don't know where to begin. So I think that's real important for you, Maureen. Okay, that's exactly what I'll do. Thanks for your call today. 1-866-405-8405. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This holiday season, remember, a Stetson man helps a stranger change a tire in the middle of a snowstorm and then scrapes the ice off the car windows just for good measure. Through blizzards, he rides horses 500 under the hood. He always seems to save the day with a steady hand and a warm smile. A Stetson man may work hard, but he never works hard at smelling good. This holiday season, live the legend. Stetson Cologne for men. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Did you ever watch that show? I think it was last summer. People that had weird obsessions about things. Well, there's a guy who's a little strange. He calls himself Boomer the Dog, and he's got a bone to pick with the world. He wants to be accepted for his doggy lifestyle. He was born Gary Matthews. He's a retired technology worker and a self-confessed nerd. Here's the deal, though. He thinks he's a dog. The 48-year-old wears a dog collar. He eats dog food from a bowl. 
His favorite is pedigree. My dogs, too, they love pedigree, although my vet told me that it's like giving a McDonald's. I don't care. They're happy. Anyway, he loves milk bones and dog cookies. He was featured in a National Geographic special called Extreme Anthromorphism. Boomer the dog. The word anthromorphism comes from the Greek words anthros for human, morph for form, and it refers to having human qualities and emotions to non-humans. And Matthew said he's never been in trouble with the law and he's not seeing a psychiatrist or taking any kind of medications for mental illness. Although some of us think maybe it might be a good idea. Money's not a problem. When his parents died, he inherited their house and they left him a trust fund to live on and all the dog food he could eat forever. Raw pet food tested by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration contains salmonella or listeria bacteria in nearly one-fourth of the samples, according to the agency. The news, which drew immediate criticism from a manufacturer and a consultant, was accompanied by both the FDA's acknowledgement that some pet owners prefer raw food over processed diets and a stern advisory. The best thing you can do to prevent infection is not feed your pet a raw diet, according to the FDA. They said that uh, they were doing these testings so they could consider including them in future sampling assignments for compliance and enforcement purposes. So they're really trying to do something about like the jerky treats that we've had all the salmonella with and all of those uh, all those treats that are coming from another country. They're finally starting to test things. It's a good thing, I think. A little more than a month after being rescued from near death, one dog is reaching heights that no other dog has ever reached before. According to the Cape Argus newspaper, Rupi climbed to the Mount Everest base camp in Nepal with its owner, Joanne Lefson, last month, making him the first canine officially recorded at the 17,598-foot-high base camp. Lefson, who lives in Cape Town, South Africa, says she found Rupi dehydrated and malnourished at a dump site in India. After they hiked the world's highest mountain, Lefson tied up a pair of prayer flags at the base camp, explaining that she was wishing that the gods above will bestow a home on all the homeless dogs below. Pretty cool, though, that that dog made the trip. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. 
But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Reach out to the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, our dog father, Joey Villani, Joy Turner in the hospital in ICU. And our prayers out to her. Hope she uh, is able to return. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. You know, as people get older, arthritis is really the most common problem that they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. Sure does. I know ladybugs using it. She's I know, but you, you, do you know what you said? No, what, what did I say? As people get older. As people did I? You didn't say dogs. Oh, well, you know, like people, as like dogs people. get older. Yes. Author- yes. We both suffer from the same yes. ailments. Uh, get FlexRx at Pet Supplies Plus. There's a $10 off coupon over at the website. Yeah, Judy was looking at me. Do you know what you just said? Well, you're just saying as people get older, look. they need FlexRx. But I think they do make a human version. They do, actually. Yes, they in do. Fact, so they, we all need it. We all need it. Check it out. And hey, thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio, most importantly. Keeping your dogs healthy. I go out every day, and I use this RunKeeper application for my iPhone. I have a smartphone. Judy has a smartphone. Unfortunately, Alan is still working with an idiot phone. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not getting no smart. I, I, I don't need it. I don't want it. I yes, don't you need do. it. Yes, you do. No. You do. Once you no. have yes. it, you will. You know, and I did no. uh, my fitness pal. That's what helped me. You lost 50 pounds I lost with 50 that pounds. free app. Yes, there. The There's some great app. apps there. Yep. We've been talking about how our dogs, and in fact, all of our animals are a little bit obese. One out of four animals across the country right now overweight, and this really bears on their health. I mean, it it's can, bad on their joints, their legs, their, their organs, all kinds of everything. Thing. You want to keep them in shape. Yes. And this guy that we're about to talk to with a French name, Steve. Peltier, I believe is how he pronounces his name. He's put together an application called Slim Doggy. Hey, Steve, welcome to Animal Radio. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So I guess you probably used applications like RunKeeper for yourself to kind of keep track of how many calories you've burned and what you've eaten and all of that stuff, huh? Believe it or not, no. Really? Uh, I'm actually very anal about my fitness, but not that anal. And I I just really um, (laughs) keep it at a very high, simple level and work out like crazy. But you want us to be anal about our dog's fitness. Yeah, exactly. The problem is I'm not normal. And if you look at the statistics, there's actually more overweight and obese humans on a percentage basis than there are dogs and cats. Wow. This is true. So did you have a fat dog? We had a very fat dog. So, I can't uh, believe that you did? Well, now tell us the details. How so, fat? So, what so, kind of... is, so I'm, I'm a fitness person, but I've been in the software business since 1998. So I'm, I'm very into technology. And two years ago, we rescued a Labrador retriever. He was unadoptable. He was in a rescue for over a year. He was 105 pounds. Whoa. And he, check this out, guys. He was on both Prozac and Rimadol. Wow. wow. So he was a train, we call him a train wreck. And so we brought him <laughs> home. We, we figured we would take a shot with him. 
and I worked with my vets, and I did a ton of research and came up with my own special sauce and built, literally built a spreadsheet that would show me every day, based on how much he exercised, how much I should feed him to get him safely down about 20 pounds. Uh-huh. And three months later, he was down to about 85 pounds and yeah. off his medications and just like an amazing dog. So that's kind of the inspiration behind our app and our website. Uh, it was not until you know almost a year later that I ran into the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention's website, and they suggest that there's close to 40 million fat dogs in this country which is, according to them, about 53.5%. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is based upon calorie intake and the dog foods and treats that I find in the store. I can never find calories on pet food. Yeah, so let me let me explain that. So, so our app is a combination of two things. It's calories in, which is food, and also calories out. So we created the algorithms to estimate the, the, the number of calories that your dog burns based on their activities. Wow. But then what we did was we went out and we collected as much information on dog foods as possible. So we now have about 2,300 foods and treats with most of them with calories, their guaranteed analysis values, which is protein and fat, among other things, and their ingredients. So it lets people now look up the food, see what serving sizes should be, but also lets them look at the ingredients and see if there's anything in there that they shouldn't be necessarily feeding their dogs. Now, people I know, they're going to give their dogs human food. Do you have things in there for like human cheese or bacon or things that we kind of slip our pets every once in a while? My dog's been asking for me to include bacon, which I haven't done, Um, but the, the, the answer is not yet. We do allow our users to create their own foods that they can use uh, for human foods and for any foods that we might not have in our database. Um, We're considering adding the human database as well, but it's just a lot extra stuff. So right now it's all focused on the commercially available dog foods, and if you want to track bacon or turkey or whatever you might feed, um, you would create a separate food for that. Okay, you have two versions of this app, at least what I saw over at the App Store. For uh, iPhone, you have the Lite, which is a free version, and then the uh, 299 version. What's the difference? Right now, mostly the difference is just that the Lite version has ads in it. So it's it's a little bit of an annoyance if you feel like you don't want to see those ads. Sure. Um, but, but the two versions will be diverging further as we make future releases. Obviously, the the premium version is going to have a lot more functionality over time. But in any case, whether it's free or two ninety nine, it is a small price to pay sure. to help you get your dog in shape. You know, there was a landmark study done. I guess it was about I don't know, almost twenty not twenty years, fifteen years ago, not even. But an overweight dog will live on average almost two years less than a lean dog. So oh. I mean, we all love our dogs, and we want them around as long as possible. So why wouldn't you invest? $2.99 to help you figure out how much you should feed them. Secondly, if you believe Association for Better Obesity Prevention data, and let's say there is about 37 million overweight dogs in this country, based on cost of food, medicines, medical care, and surgeries, I'm estimating that it's costing the dog owners of those 37 million fat dogs somewhere in the neighborhood of $8 billion oh. per year. Whoa. Now, I- I've done some consulting with some clients where they were spending $750 a year more in food alone because they were overfeeding and not paying attention. So these things drive me crazy. And 
What really gets to me when I think about it, forgetting about the business side of it, is this. We are pet owners, and we are the ones who are responsible for our dog's well-being. They do not have opposable thumbs. They do not have credit cards. So they're not buying the food, and they're not feeding themselves. (laughs) Right? So what I feel like is that as a country, and in fact as a world, we are failing in our duties to keep them healthy. And it just bothers the heck out of me. So I really want people to understand that it's not personal and it's not a a good thing to have a fat dog. You really need to watch it because you're going to save money, you're going to add years to their life, and they're going to have a much more active and much more higher quality of life than ever before. Mm. This is like the most treatable thing. It's the most treatable, quote, disease that we have for our pets. I I think it really, sometimes people need to understand the difference in calories and calorie consumption between between animals and people because we kind of think in these big terms of, oh, I only give them a bite of cheese or a little piece of the pizza crust, but it all adds up and you really have to count as strictly as you would if you're battling the bulge and and i definitely i totally agree with the idea that you know dogs don't stop at Krispy cream and buy themselves <laughs> a treat on the way home so yes you know we are the ones creating this problem definitely it's an awesome piece of technology alan i'm telling you it's time for you to upgrade to the smartphone <laughs> for this the slim doggy a great app check it out at your app store right now hi this is betty white all us animal lovers love animal radio Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Reach out to the Dream Team. Debbie has brought Magnum in this morning, who looks, i got to say, Magnum's moving around pretty well. He's 12 years old. You know, wow. can you believe it? I can. Yeah. lab. Well, you know, it's the gray hair, so don't let his gray chin deceive you. Um, but yeah, he, he's been having a little arthritis um, in the last few years. He's got some arthritis in his toes and his elbows. And, you know, he, he runs around. He does a lot, but he just kind of favors things, and he pays for it later. So he's been on some different joint support in the past and uh, some non-steroidal pain relievers. And actually, we just had some really good success with FlexRx Joint Care. Oh, that is so cool. Um, so, yeah, so he's moving around better. I put that in substitution for one of his other products, and he is just a child again. He's like a two-year-old. we got to tell Dr. Joel about this. Is he on the phone? Hey, Dr. Joel, are you there? Have you been there all this time? I am here. Hi, uh, guys. How are you doing? From Pro Labs and FlexRx, Dr. Joel Aronswag. I guess you just heard the news about Magnum. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm not surprised, but I'm really pleased. And that's one of the great things about working with the product is it works, and there are very few products out there, and, and Dr. Debbie knows this as well as I do, if not better than I do, because she's still in the game, if you will. A lot of products promise and overpromise, and owners, especially when they're vets, don't see that. I mean, one of the problems we have with, with arthritis uh, for ourselves and, and for our animals is that we know that it's progressive. We know that these dogs are getting older, and we look for any ray of hope that can alleviate their pain and make us feel that we're doing something for them. Sure. And when uh, I hear stuff like this about uh, Magnum, about but you know any of, of the users' uh, dogs out there, I it feel I feel good about it. 
You're working with the canine police dogs now, I hear. What's that all about? It's great being on this side of the leash. Yep. <laughs> uh, we introduce one of the problems that, that these dogs have is that they're working all the time. I mean, typically, Magnum is 12 years old, typical age for a dog to show signs of, of arthritis. But given the work that police dogs do, agility dogs, uh, they start showing signs of arthritis, joint pain, much, much earlier because they're, they're doing pretty heavy-duty work all the time, seven days a week, and it's, it's pretty rough on, on these guys. I chose them as a viable market for the product because if we could show improvement with these dogs, then we know that it'll work with dogs like, like Magnum who don't have a particularly sports-oriented, if you will, uh, background. There you go, Dr. Joel Ahrenswhite, and you can call him or contact him directly to talk to him about FlexRx. His uh, email, in fact, I'll put his email up at the website and his phone number, direct line, so you can visit and talk, and then learn more about ProLabsPets.com. ProLabsPets.com. We'll also put a link there. FlexRx, we're using it here at Animal Radio. We absolutely love it. Dr. Joel, we got to do this more often. We shall. Thanks, guys. Have fun out there. Take care. one 866 405-8405. We're off to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, y'all. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny Lee Lewis and the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I'm going to scratch you up a lottery ticket while I'm waiting for you guys. <laughs> Did you win? I don't know. I only scratched up the first number. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. There's an offer you can't refuse, especially their intro pack. Chewy's Chicken Dinner, Simply Venison, Stella Super Beef, Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. Try it all. $4.99 where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dog Father. Yeah, that's pretty cool that they got all those flavors. It's it's a raw diet, too, if you're into that raw diet thing. Little patty, you know freeze-dry. I know. Yes. Let me tell you, I had my pets on a raw diet for a while, and um, they did really well with it. I have to tell you, they okay. did. They re- did. Re- and I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, when you when you change up your food like that a little bit, and I know you got to do it, you know, subtly because the dogs get will get diarrhea. It keeps them from getting pet allergies. I just found that out from a, from a veterinary who was at a conference. And, wow. Uh, so anyway, holidays are coming up. You know, yep. actually, um, the um, the um, Jewish holidays are are already on us. We're already doing so, it. Yeah. It gets expensive, so this is this is what we're going to talk about, and, I, and this is uh, this is a recycled one with a twist. Okay. Now, grooming during the holidays, everyone wants their pets groomed. Number one, it's an added expense. You know, if you have if you have a dog, you're looking at at least fifty dollars a dog um, on top of everything else that you're doing, or you're not being able to get into your salon because they're just real busy. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the quick clean method that I've spoken about a few times, which is the cornstarch and a brush method. But we're going to jazz it up a little bit because it's the holidays. And you want your dog, you know, to be a little festive. What we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to give your dog a little festive um, um, smell to them so they smell like Christmas. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is we're going to take a cup of cornstarch and we're going to put it in a jar. Now we're going to add three drops 
of essential oil this is, of eucalyptus and, th- and two drops of tea tree oil. And you're going to shake that up. And you're going to let it sit for a good 24 hours. But shake it up really good. Um, even if you have to use a spoon to, well, actually a fork works better because it separates it better. Mm-hmm. Go in there and stir it up real good. Shake it up. Put it on the shelf. Um, let it sit there for 24 hours. And that's what you're going to use. You're going to put the towel down. You're going to put your dog over the towel. You're going to sprinkle it on. You're going to brush it through. Now, what does the eucalyptus and the tea tree oil um, do? Yeah. How, as what, you would what, say? What does it do? Um, Okay, this is what it does. Well, right now, it's, it does absolutely nothing more except make your pet smell good. Actually, it'll, it'll help repel um, bugs. So if you're in a, in a warm climate, it's good for the bugs. But honestly, it's going to make your dog smell piney, almost like Christmas tree. Because Ooh. essential pine oil is not really, really, it's expensive, it's hard to get, and it's not real healthy for your pet. So this is a way that you can actually get the scent that you want. The dog will smell festive. Or even a cat, you could do this on your cat as well. Can I do it on Hal? Go ahead. You can do it on Hal. It'll work good because Hal has a lot of hair. So yeah. you can brush it. Just brush it through real good because okay. you know you want to you want to get all that dirt out. And um, and then so I can brush hang it some ornaments on him. Yes, you could do that too. Lights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lights. I'll light him up. <laughs> and tinsel. Okay. So anyway, you're going to sprinkle that in. You're going to brush it through. It's going to leave that great smell. And that smell lasts a couple of days, actually. So um, you know what? If you do it once before um, you know, your, your holiday, and then you do it right before New Year's Eve again, um, you know, you'll have a dog that's clean. You'll have a dog that's brushed out. And you'll have a dog that smells like the holidays. Or cat, that is. <laughs> or how. I'll do it before the relatives come. Or how. Where else? Where else are you going to learn to make your animals smell like the holidays, but right here on Animal Radio. And from Joey Volani, the dog father, of course. You know, I was going to talk about bows and bandanas, but you know, I mean, I like putting them on the pets, but the problem is in the holiday time, people leave them on too long, and then when they have other pets, they pull them off and they eat them, and then they go into the veterinarian to have a um, scarf pulled out of the dog's behind because, you know, they swallowed it. Not a good thing. No, it's not. It's not a good visual either. Thank you for that. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Okay. Yourself? Very good. Where, where are you? I just left Chicago. Are you a trucker? Yes, I am. Okay, what's going on with your animals? Okay, I got a, a dog that's six years old, half red bone hound and half pit bull mastiff. And uh, it's the first time he's been on a truck with me in six years. And uh, he's got a discharge from his penis. It's uh, a bright yellow discharge. He gets all over everything. It's hard to clean up. I don't know if it's normal or do I need to take him to a vet. Uh, Give me an idea what's going on, maybe. Sure. Now, um, you mentioned he's about six years of age. Is he neutered? No, he's not. Okay. Because um, when we're talking yellow stuff coming out of penis and dogs, um, some degree of smegma is always normal in small amounts. And we're going to see more of that if a dog is not neutered. So this is kind of one of those kind of unsavory reasons why we might say, let's go ahead and neuter because we know that we can decrease that amount um, in an unneutered, from an unneutered dog to a neutered dog. Um, now the question is, is it an infection? It's hard to say, but because we know an intact male dog is going to have a certain degree of this stuff, it's just kind of an icky goo that kind of is going to always be around. Um, you can't get rid of it unless we neuter them. Now, if it is an infection, I might expect to see some other signs going on. Maybe he's licking himself excessively, urinating a lot, um, having difficulty holding his urine. Those might be signs we have an infection, and, and a good trip to the vet might help to rule that possibility out. Um, but otherwise, I can tell you when I had an intact male dog everywhere he went, you'd see like these little glowing green spots that kind of landed on all the furniture in the house and on the carpets. Um, so that may just be a, a, a matter of fact for an 
having a, a neutered boy there. All right, that's what I needed to know, and I guess I'll, I'll take a trip and, and get him chopped off there. There's so many reasons to do it. <laughs> Chuck, thank, um, thank you. We appreciate it. Ow, that just hurt just thinking about it there. <laughs> just chop those off. <laughs> that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank Steve Pelletelier. Is that how you say Pelletier? Pelletier. It is French. Pelletier. He's French and okay. Canadian. That guy brought me down, man. He did? Because he invented something that you didn't invent. Is that why? Well, but not only... I mean, he's done... What hasn't he done? I mean, he was an economist for Reagan. and he was on Wall Street. He's inventing software. And, you know, people like that just make people like me look even worse. That's what that... That's what that... <laughs> You're a good guy. Here, here's a big old hug. We love you. Group hug. Yes. Here's a biscuit, Alan. <laughs> A good boy. Doesn't good do boy. It. A biscuit doesn't do it. I need some. I need some smarts, man. I need. I, I need some abilities. Okay. Why, why doesn't Congress come out with the Americans with No Abilities Act for people like me? <laughs> you see, you make us all laugh. Yeah, that's your job. Anyway, we want to thank Babette Haggerty also for joining us today with the best dog tricks on the planet. Check out her book. And we'll catch you next week right here for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye bye. Bye. Take care. We'll be thinking of you. Get man. to tell you my naked Aunt Helen story. This is Animal Radio Network.